I'm Sean Lukasik, and this is the Urban Corning Podcast. This time of year, the weather starts to get a little bit nicer, eventually. Uh, And we think about spending even more time up by the Finger Lakes if we're right here in Corning. In in this episode, we're going to talk with a couple of businesses on Seneca Lake to hear how they're adjusting to this new normal all around us and what they're doing to help their neighbors in the beverage and travel industries. Later, we'll hear from Nova Katamatre. She's the head of winemaking at Robert Mondavi and spends part of her time on the West Coast. But she's also the owner of Trestle 31, a Seneca Lake winery specializing in Riesling and Chardonnay, and she's a Cornell grad. But we're going to start in Hector, New York, where a 10-year-old distillery is altering its course a bit based on the current demands of our economy and our society. I'm Brian McKenzie. I'm the president and founder of Finger Lakes Distilling. We are a um, craft distillery, a New York State farm distillery located uh, on Seneca Lake, about five miles north of Watkins Glen. In their facility, Finger Lakes Distilling works with a 350-gallon pot still and a 25-foot-tall continuous still. And in a typical world, this equipment is used to make a range of products. Uh, We make distilled spirits, um, everything from uh, vodka from local grapes. Uh, Our core product line is our McKenzie whiskeys, but we make liqueurs, brandies, all kinds of uh, spirits. But today's world is not so typical, and the specialized equipment at Finger Lakes Distilling is also perfect for making exactly what the world needs right now, hand sanitizer. We're kind of in a unique position to um, have much of what is required to make hand sanitizer. The, the, the bulk of the product is ethanol, um, which is what we produce here. Um, we had access to the other ingredients and... Um, I guess when we started to uh, look into it, there was just an overwhelming need in the community. So we wanted to try to help um, in that regard. So Brian and his staff started looking into the federal guidelines for making hand sanitizer. Things like, do we need to denature the alcohol? Um, You know, what percentage of the uh, product should be, you know, the ABV of it? And once they figured out how to make it, the next step was deciding what to do with all of it. Our tack has been to really try to help the community with it. So uh, most of what we've made so far has been donated. Um, we do uh, any, you know, not-for-profit health organizations will, um, you know, donate this in bulk. We've done uh, drums, you know, 55-gallon drums. We've done five-gallon um, containers. Um, a lot of it's going into one-gallon milk jugs. Uh, so we're really trying to kind of utilize this as, as a way to protect our community. You know, we don't have huge cases, uh, fortunately, around here, but you know, they're, they're, they're rising and we want to um, make sure our healthcare providers have access to, to this. And in addition to donations, Finger Lakes Distilling gets hundreds of requests for hand sanitizer from all parts of the community. We've ramped up our production to a point where we... Um, we are doing some individual uh, bottle sales of it in six and 12 ounce containers. 
Um, last weekend was our first weekend. We, we actually, we had, uh, uh, people pre-order online and then they, they showed up and we, we delivered the sanitizer, you know, at the front door, uh, for people. So, um, the challenge is, is not so much in making it or getting the ingredients. It's really in the packaging side of it. And, uh, I, we were prepared to do, you know, another couple thousand bottles of it. Uh, and unfortunately received the wrong size tops. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's just, there's so many moving parts and it's not our core business. So we're, you know, we're, we're doing the best we can. And, you know, most of what we're focusing our efforts on is, is the bulk um, distribution to, to hospitals and that kind of thing. Brian described the incredible contributions behind the scenes from every step in the supply chain to make these large donations possible. Well, it's really, it's, it's really cool because, um, you know, it's not, it's not just us, but we've got, you know, like our, our grain farmer, um, you know, really dropping his price, price considerably, uh, with the corn because ours is a corn based, um, ethanol. Um, so, you know, he knows we're doing this to help people and he's, you know, sharing in some of that. Um, we've had small breweries like, um, Lucky Hair, and we're talking to Horseheads Brewing. They're doing, um, you know, they, they've kind of gotten stuck with some beer that's, you know, not going to uh, be able to be sold because it's in kegs. And, you know, they, they'd like to supply that. The, al- the alcohol's there. We can distill it, make uh, hand sanitizer from that. So um, it's pretty cool to see, you know, you know, people like that get behind it as well. Our label manufacturer um, greatly reduced the costs of the labels that we have to put on it. So it's, kind of a team effort. Of course, Finger Lakes Distilling still has to rely on their core business offering. And Brian told me that there are actually some additional ways that they're able to sell their products since the outbreak of COVID-19. The state has kind of realized the impact on our business and they've they've relaxed some of the, the regulations. So um, unlike the wineries, we've never been able to ship our product uh, direct to consumer. Um, so that's been relaxed at least for the time being. So we have an online store now, uh, that you can access through our website. Um, so people can buy right from us. And, uh, we, we also have the ability to do curbside delivery of cocktails. So we're, we're thinking about getting into that a little bit. So as they change gears for a bit to support the community needs today, we can still count on Finger Lakes Distilling to make the products we've loved all along. You know, we've shifted a lot of our um, production to sanitizer, but at the same time, if we're not making whiskey today, you know, we're going to have a shortage four, five, six years from now. So we are still, you know, producing the whiskey. And they've actually launched a new product today. Actually, later today, it'll be on our online store. We're we're doing a uh, collaboration with... um, Two Goats, uh, the brewery just up the road from us. Um, we did a, a rye that we finished off in one of um, John's uh, beer beer barrels. He, he had uh, taken one of our whiskey barrels and, and finished some beer in it. So we took that back and that's going to be available. So for now, visit FingerLakesDistilling.com to see what's available online, uh, or visit your local liquor store and ask for Finger Lakes Distilling products. And when things return to normal, be sure to visit Finger Lakes Distilling up on Seneca Lake, and keep an eye out for one of your favorite local cover bands, Leah Brown and the Side Hustle, that's been known to make an appearance at the distillery. 
I'm looking forward to seeing people in our tasting room again, definitely. <laughs> For the second part of this episode, we move a little further north on Seneca Lake to a winery that doesn't even have a tasting room yet, but does have a reputation that precedes itself. Trestle 31 is owned by Novocada Matre, Master of Wine, which is one of the world's most difficult wine certifications to achieve. Nova was the first woman winemaker in the United States to earn this title, and wine enthusiasts named her in the top 40 under 40 in 2014. The first wine created by Nova at Trestle 31 was harvested in 2015 and released in 2017. It's one of three Rieslings and a Chardonnay offered by the winery on their online store at trestle31.com. We started by talking about how COVID-19 is affecting the wine industry on a more general scale. Yeah, it's interesting to see how the different business models are handling things because I think folks that have been really, really reliant on consumer sales through tasting rooms have been hit really hard, particularly with the closures of tasting rooms. I think folks that have been um, very heavily invested in the three-tier system are probably doing pretty well uh, because, I mean, the grocery store buying sprees have included wine also. It hasn't been as crazy as toilet paper, but it has been... Um, quite uh, quite a free-for-all of, of buying things to just get through this time. For their own winery, Nova and her husband are working on a tasting room, but they've relied on online sales in the first few years of their business. For folks like us at Trestle 31, you know, our whole business model is online pretty much. So um, we really haven't changed a whole lot about how we do business, but it's more about you know, just really focusing on outreach and, and letting people know we are still filling orders and they can still get their Riesling and their Shard if they need to. Nova is carefully observing the wine industry as a whole and specifically here in the Finger Lakes and shared some of what she sees as growing and emerging trends in the industry. Seeing a lot more, um, you know, virtual tastings and things like that. I see like Christopher Bates is, is basically on Instagram constantly. Like I see him put up new postings every day. That's like just talking to people and, you know, even not even about the element wines, just about, you know, wines in general, which I think is fantastic. Um, I'm seeing a lot of, you know, some of the larger wine magazines are jumping on the live interview, like especially on Instagram. There's a lot of live interviews, things going on. I watched one last night from Wine Spectator. In fact, Nova is doing a live tasting of her own uh, for Trestle 31 on Saturday, May 2nd at 3 p.m. Eastern. And she'll be tasting the Riesling and Chardonnay from 2017. And when she's not making wine in the Finger Lakes, Nova spends a lot of her time on the West Coast. Um, yes, I am the director of winemaking for Robert Mondavi Winery out here in Napa. And so far, we're um, kind of business as usual. You know, we're social distancing uh, at the winery and we've closed the tasting room down, but our online uh, process is still going. And we have been doing some live tastings and things to try to engage people. And for their part personally, Nova and her husband are trying to do what they can to support small businesses. So, uh, you know, one of the things that we've been trying to do is really support 
you know, a local restaurant at least twice a week. We're trying to get, you know, let's go take out dinner or lunch or something so that we can, you know, at least keep putting money into the economy that way. And whether you're able to support local restaurants here in Corning by ordering takeout a couple times a week, or if you're cooking more at home, like many of us, the wines at Trestle 31 pair well with a variety of dishes. So our Riesling is bone dry, which is a little bit different of a style than a lot of the folks in the Finger Lakes. Um, And so it really pairs great with dishes that would be um, maybe more traditionally paired with like Sauvignon Blanc or something like that. So, you know, anything that's like super fresh and has a lot of fresh herbs that go with it. So I like to think of like a roast chicken with maybe a pesto, you know, any sort of like a green herbal component to it. Really, our Riesling shines with with that because it's got that great acid and it, you know, even a light cream sauce works there. Um, For our Chardonnay, I definitely recommend some like richer dishes because it is a a richer style of, of Chard. It's got a little bit of an oak spice to it. So one of my favorite things with that one is uh, just a beautiful plate of Alfredo. I mean, it's such a comfort food and um, it's very simple and easy, but you know, it's just a perfect pairing. And that acid from the shard really cuts through the, the cream. So now while you're thinking about what to make for dinner and what to pair with it, I wanted to end with this great perspective from Nova as we all struggle a bit through this uncertain time. Everything looks very grim now, but I think you know, for me, what I always like to come back to is the cycle of the seasons. And regardless of what's happening outside in the world, those cycles still happen. So bud break will still happen. Fruit set will still happen. Harvest will still happen. You know, that, that all, that whole living cycle of nature keeps moving regardless of us. And there's a real comfort in that, you know, it's a real um, comforting feeling to know that we're part of that. And I I think it's important that we all keep that into perspective with everything going on. And also just do everything you can to support your local businesses. Um, Everybody needs that at this point, particularly the small businesses. Us at Trestle 31, we're super excited every time we see an order come through. I mean, I can't explain to you like how it feels like a little win every bottle we sell. Um, And I know so many people that feel like that. So, you know, just definitely keep supporting the small businesses and, and help us all out. You can help out Trestle 31 by visiting them online at trestle31.com or following them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. They're offering free shipping on orders of six bottles or more, and they've got some variety packs if you want to try a few different types of wine that they've produced. I really want to thank Nova for her time today, um, and I also want to thank Brian McKenzie over at Finger Lakes Distilling for taking time to talk with me on the Urban Corning podcast. You can check out more at urbancorning.com or follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Urban Corning. Thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to talking to you next week. Music